Well, I hope everyone has had a good weekend. Um, you might find this interesting. I was telling Brother Gilliam this earlier, got called out. Anybody ever heard of the Ox Ranch before? The Ox Ranch? It's out towards Brackettville, kind of, off Highway 55, and 18,000-acre ranch. And Leah and I got to go out there yesterday, and we're driving in, and we went to their, they call it the skinning shed, uh, where they skin all the animals that have been hunted there that week. And I was talking to some of the guys there, and they said, we stayed up till 4 in the morning skinning animals last night. They killed uh, seven buffalo within the span of six hours, and it's just been a lot of work. And he said, there's been one guy flew in this morning. I saw, we saw his private jet when we pulled in. He said, he's already spent $140,000 today. He's only, he hadn't even been here a whole day. They have the drive tanks. I don't know if y'all have seen that as well. They have the, the real tanks from World War II, and you can shoot MP40s and flamethrowers. You can spend a lot of money. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, so we're going over prayer today. Uh, so just a quick question. What, what do y'all think the biggest key to having a successful marriage is? What, what's the one thing... Anybody can answer. There we go. I was looking for that answer. Good communication. Uh, so, in order to have, and that goes for all relationships, right? Not just marriage. To have good communication with your friends. Um, and, and it applies especially with God. Uh, so, in order to have a, a healthy relationship with God, you should have meaningful communication with Him. And prayer, it, it is communication with God. Um, you know, a lot of times, the way you spend time with God, it's either reading the Bible or praying, right? And you can't spend all day reading the Bible because we have jobs. So that means you've got to spend a lot of time in prayer. If you want to talk to God, you have to pray. So, uh, and what kind of uh, relationship thrives on a lack of communication? I do have a friend that I'll go a year without talking to him. And we'll pick up where we left off. There are, there are special friends like that out there. Uh, but for most relationships, you have to maintain it. You have to communicate and, and talk. And marriage, just marriage will suffer if you don't. Uh, you know, it's not like God is millions of miles away either. His spirit lives within you. And if you don't talk to him, you know, you think he gets offended? If you don't talk to your spouse, you live in the same, the same house. Uh, your marriage will suffer. If you go a whole week without talking to him, maybe, who knows, maybe it'll get better. Uh, and uh, communication is not one way, by the way. Um, uh, somebody put it this way, uh, prayer is us talking to God, and when we read the Word, that's God talking to us. Uh, you, you're not going to hear him speak from the heavens. You'll, you'll hear him talk to you uh, through his Word. Uh, so, what is prayer? Uh, number one, prayer is access to God. Uh, Ephesians 2.18, For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Who's that him? Jesus. We have access to the Father through the Son. Turn to Hebrews chapter 4. We'll look at this one. Hebrews 4, verse 16. 
everybody get there? By the way, if you haven't picked up a Cornerstone Baptist Church pen, they're pretty good. You can get one at the welcome table. All right, Hebrews 4, verse 16. It says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So we can approach God at all times uh, because we have access through the Son. And uh, it says, uh, rather, we have the same Spirit. So, and it's amazing that God, he, he invites us to pray. You know, a sinful human being, he invites us to be in communication with him directly. And it, he, he shows us how much he loves us by listening to us and answering, answering our prayers. So prayer is also obedience to God. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Um, and, you know, there, there's no time when you can't pray. You, you can approach God at any time. God doesn't have a lunch break or he says, I'm busy from 11 to 12. I'm at lunch. You can't talk to me. Uh, I'm sleeping. No, you can wake up at 3 in the morning and talk to God if you want to. Um, Psalm 121 says, Thou shalt neither slumber nor sleep. God, God will list, is available to listen to your prayer at all times. So an attitude of prayer should develop into a lifestyle. Uh, I should include God in all my daily decisions. So it, it becomes a way of life. Uh, a habit is something that, you know, you, you always start a habit by doing it on purpose, and then it becomes natural. You don't have to do it on purpose anymore. You don't have to think about it because you just wake up and think, I, I should pray to God. Uh, Proverbs 3, let's all turn there. We, a lot of us probably already have this memorized. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Has this been a memory verse yet? No? Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not on thine, unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So, prayer should not only be when you're in trouble or when you have need of something. Uh, you should acknowledge him in all thy ways. Um, you know, a lot of times, uh, prayer for me uh, as, is acknowledging him throughout my day. It's, I'm not even just asking him to answer something. I'm just acknowledging that there's a God and he's listening to me. And, you know, I have the job that I have because he led me there. Uh, the place that I get to live at, I see a lot of creation outside. That reminds me of him a lot. And I just, I'll, I'll compliment him and say, wow, look at that bird that God made. What a beautiful bird. Um, acknowledging God. Uh, you know, the place I live next door to, we take care of their goats. And they've had a bunch of kid goats recently. Uh, one, one had twins. And, and one was normal size. The other one was this big, extremely small, not even half the size of its sibling. And it, it, it made it. It's, it's, uh, it's doing really good. So seeing that also has helped me to acknowledge God. So, um, and to clarify, we should always ask God for help. So number three, praying is asking God for help. Don't feel bad to ask God for help, but don't make that the only time you talk to him. Uh, we should ask God to help us, and it says, Ask and it shall be given you, seek and you shall find. Uh, let's have somebody turn to Psalm 46. 
Uh, that way we don't all have to turn to, to each verse. So somebody turn to Psalm 46, and somebody turn to Psalm 60, whoever wants to do that. Who's there? Okay, go ahead. Yes, ma'am. That's good. Does anybody have uh, chapter 60? Okay. So, man will never seek God until he recognizes his need for help. Um, that's why a lot of people probably don't get saved. They don't, they don't realize that they're sinners and that they need a Savior for their sin. They don't ever come to that realization. So, uh, we hear it all the time, but you won't get a need answered if you don't ask. Um, God does know what you need, but a lot of times he wants to hear you ask for it. Uh, so, will God hear my prayer? Uh, Job 22:27 says, Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee. So first you have, you have to make the prayer first for him to hear you, right? Uh, so God's word tells us how he hears the prayers of men. And we're all in Psalms, so just look at Psalm chapter 65, verse 2. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. And I'll read uh, Jeremiah 33. For you, Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Uh, so all throughout uh, the book of Judges, if you've ever read it, a lot of times Israel, they would, uh, they would, do some, they would sin, they would backslide, and they would go into uh, captivity. They would have to serve a wicked king uh, for a long time, and then eventually it says the children of Israel cried out. And it says the Lord raised up a deliverer because they cried out. Um, so you have, to, you have to make your prayer known for him to hear you. How should I pray? Uh, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray. Turn to uh, Matthew chapter 6. So this is the, the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6, verse 5. Uh, it says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So we should pray uh, to, to God because we want to talk to him, not because we're trying to impress those around us that might be listening uh, to our prayer. Uh, you, should, you should pray uh, to him. It should be out of sincerity. Uh, secondly, do not pray by repeating empty words. Um, there's a lot of religions out there that have specific prayers for specific times, and I just don't think there's anything, any, any power in that really. Look at, uh, just, we'll keep, continue reading in chapter 6, verse 7. But when ye pray, use not vain repetition, as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, 
For your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask them. So, um, I had a friend, when I'd go to his house, uh, every time we sat down for dinner to pray, they said the same thing every time, and I, I still have it memorized today because I heard it so many times. They would always say, Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let this food to us be blessed. Amen. And that was it. Uh, <laughs> uh, same thing every time. Um, that's, that's vain repetition. There's, no, uh, there's nothing in the moment. There's no sincerity in the moment. It's just, this is what we memorize, and we'll, we'll say it. Uh, thirdly, come to God with a respectful attitude. Um, look at verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So, and I think that's just recognizing who you're talking to. I think some people, when they pray, they don't realize they're talking to a holy God. Um, they treat him like he's their best friend. And that's okay at times, but I've also heard it where it can be very disrespectful. And, you know, they can say, hey, God, how's it going? Um, you know, and just a very lackadaisical approach to who they're talking to. Uh, it's, it's, they're being very clear. They're not being reverent. They're not hallowing his name. Uh, so we should approach God realizing who he is. Fourth, desire God's will in your life and want what God wants. We'll keep, we'll keep reading at verse 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, you should end your prayer. Um, not my will, but thine be done. This is what I want. But uh, David said in Psalm 62, 5, my expectation is from him. Um, that means I expect what God expects. I, I will want what God wants for me. We'll be aligned in that. Um, fifth, ask for daily needs. Uh, verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. So just asking God to provide for you in certain areas that you need it. Um, it's, it's okay to ask God to continue providing what he already is providing, where you, like I said, where you live your car, just the little things that we take for granted, um, asking him for daily sustenance. Uh, verse six, or chapter, uh, number six, acknowledge your sins and forgive those who have sinned against you. So verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh, so if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And it's important to... Uh, recognize the thing where you have sinned and ask God to forgive you. Uh, and then if you're bitter or you're holding a grudge against someone, if you're not forgiving those, uh, your, your debtors, then that, that will hinder your prayers from getting answered. So uh, that's a good thing to, to think about. Uh, number seven, pray for spiritual protection and help. So verse 13 says, and lead us not into, into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So you can ask God to help you avoid situations that uh, you, everybody knows what their weaknesses are, right? Um, somebody's weakness might not be my weakness and might not, be, might not be theirs. So you can ask God, say, hey, this is where I struggle. This is where I'm tempted. Uh, help me to avoid situations that might tempt me to uh, sin. That's a good thing to ask prayer for. Uh, number eight, accept that God is in control and that he deserves all glory. So the end of verse 13, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
So just realizing that God can answer it uh, if he wants to, and if he doesn't answer it, we can't get mad and blame him and uh, put God on trial. Uh, just maybe it might take a little time to accept that wasn't his will. That's okay. But don't get mad when he doesn't answer it. Uh, that, that won't end well either. Uh, go to First Chronicles chapter 4. These are just additional examples of prayer. Um, this is the prayer of Jabez. And you might say, what is that? But when you read it, you'll probably recognize it. First Chronicles chapter 4. Yeah, let's read verse 9 while we're at it. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called him his name uh, Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, uh, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. So he's asking, he's asking the Lord to bless him. He's asking for his daily bread. He's asking him to deliver him from evil. A lot of things that we just read in the Lord's Prayer, uh, the example that was given. And then we won't look at Paul's prayer right now, but those are, those are great prayers as well. Uh, you can, a lot of times, and David is probably the most famous in the Bible, the whole book of Psalms, praises and, and prayers. Uh, you can learn how to pray by reading how other men prayed to God. Um, some people had special positions in which they would pray. <laughs> like Elijah. Elijah's was very interesting. He would get in a different position every time. Uh, it's, it's your way. Why does it seem that my, uh, some prayers do not get answered? So is it possible for uh, me to hinder my own prayers? We've already talked about one, <clears throat> not forgiving uh, people being bitter towards people. Uh, so, you, you have not because you ask not. So, it, I guess it's not a prayer if you never pray. You can't get your prayer hindered if you never ask for it. But, you're never going to get your needs answered if you do not ask. I know that's pretty deep. Uh, secondly, by asking selfishly. James 4.3 says, You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. So you're not seeking God's will when you're praying. You're seeking your own will. And uh, you're just asking God to validate your own will, which he, he, he says you ask and you, re you receive not, because you're asking for the wrong thing. Um, so a selfish prayer can be harmful to us and to others. Much like a father saying no to a child who is asking for something that could harm him, God protects us from selfish requests. So, your kid comes up to you and says, Hey, Dad, can I go stick my head in the microwave? And she says, uh, No, you can't do that. That's a terrible idea. And then the kid's like, Well, why not? Well, that, whatever the spiritual equivalence of that is to us asking God, you know, you're asking him for something, and he knows it's not good for you. You don't need it. It won't help you. It will hurt you. He's not going to answer that. Uh, thirdly, you can hinder your prayers by not having a proper relationship with your spouse. First uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 7, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, 
as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. So, if your marriage is full of strife, uh, your prayers are going to get hindered. Um, it will be hard to have a good relationship with God if your relationship with people on earth is not good. Uh, you can tell when somebody is right with God when they are right with other people. If, if there's strife with other people, there's probably strife between them and God as well. So, having a, uh, not having a good relationship uh, with your spouse, that can hinder your prayers. Fourth, by not confessing sin. Uh, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. To regard it, you're, you're doing it on purpose. You, you know you're, you are sinning, but you're not willing to let it go. So sin blocks our ability to communicate with God. When sin fascinates us more than pleasing God, I would rather sin than please God, uh, then that's going to damage your relationship with God. If you've ever had a puppy that won't listen to you, you know, you, you call them to come, and they say, no, I would rather chase this. I'd rather go over here. They don't want to please you. They would rather please your, themselves. Uh, there was a dog trainer, one of our friends, he told us there's some dogs that their personality, I just want to please my owner. Uh, we have a dog like that. She'll listen to everything you say. She's never been trained. She just wants to please you. And then there's others that could absolutely care less if you're happy with them. It's like they're doing it on purpose. They're regarding iniquity in their heart. Uh, so, uh, let's all turn to Isaiah 59. This is a good, good chapter here. Isaiah 59, verse 1. It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separate, separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. So, verse 1 says, God is able. Uh, he is ready to answer. He has every ability to answer that prayer. But your sin has separated you from him hearing you, he can't hear you because of your lifestyle. So God will not be present in a sinful lifestyle. And I know everybody sins, but it's a matter of the heart. Are you doing it on purpose? Um, you know what I'm talking about. So some practical, practical tips on prayer. Uh, number one, keep a list. A list can help you remember. Uh, you're not going to remember all the, all the prayer requests that you hear on Wednesday nights. So you got to make a list, and thankfully we do have a good list that is on the welcome table. Uh, and um, anyway, some people find it helpful to use pictures of people in need of prayer. So we have that list uh, in the midweek services, and we add to it every week, and it leaves us with zero excuse for not praying over it. You have the tool to do it. It's just secondly, you just have to schedule a time, and uh, a lot of times, if you don't do it on purpose, you won't you won't get to it that day. Uh, if you don't say, "I'm gonna I'm gonna do pray this before work when I wake up," or "I'm gonna pray pray before bed," whatever it may be. Psalm 55: Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and He shall hear my voice. Um, 
in Matthew 14, 23. It's pretty much Mark 6, 46, which we'll get to in a minute. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. He went there on purpose to pray. So scheduling a time. Uh, you can pray at various times all throughout the day. When you're at work, you can acknowledge God, you can pray. But there should also be a designated time to pray over that list uh, when you're praying for the needs of the church that, that are uh, called out. Um, so thirdly, you should find a place. Uh, and when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. That's where Jesus chose to go pray. Turn to Genesis chapter 19. So you should schedule a time when you're going to do it, and you should figure out where you're going to do it. Chapter 19, verse 27. Right after God destroyed uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. That was his place where he would go talk to God. Um, I've heard Dad talk about his prayer closet before. Getting in the closet and turning the lights off, whatever, whatever helps you to pay attention and focus. There's so much in the world that will distract you, uh, give you a reason not to pray. So find that quiet place. Maybe it's on your drive to work. If you have a, a commute to work, that's a good time to pray. Um, maybe it's in bed before you go to sleep, but um, maybe that's how you fall asleep. Maybe that helps you fall asleep. I mean, it's true, it does, sadly. Uh, lastly, keep a record of answered prayers. Uh, so Psalm 118, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me. So anytime God answers prayer, we should be quick to tell others. Um, You'll want to keep praying when you see God answer a prayer. It will encourage you to make it a priority to continue to pray. You'll want to see God answer prayer more. And you should let others know. So it should, it should be on the prayer list, and then you can transfer it to the praise list. Give God the glory for what he did. Um, and now we have a quiz to get to. So I don't know if everybody has a booklet or not, but we have little time to over this. Y'all spend a few minutes filling it out on your own and then we'll go over the answers. 